0: Everyone, and welcome to the podcast of English composer Andrew Downs. My name is Paula Downs. I am Andrew's younger daughter, and I cannot wait to introduce you to this amazing music if you haven't heard it already. I have some fabulous guests to introduce you to over the course of these episodes, mainly people who have performed or who are going to perform Andrew's music. Now, Without further ado, I am going to let you listen to this amazing piece of music, Sonata for Eight Horns by Andrew Downs. is definitely one of my favourites if not my absolute favourite work by Andrew Downs That was Movement 4 of Andrew Downs Sonata for Eight Horns recorded by the wonderful Czech Philharmonic Horns for a CD entitled Czech Philharmonic Horns released by Classic Print in 2000 and named Music Web CD of the Month in September of that year. You can purchase the CD as well as MP3 and web files at andrewdowns.com if you want to read about the premiere and subsequent performances, then do visit the blog written by Cynthia Downs, Andrew's wife and publisher, at andrewdowns.com. Now, since this is the very first podcast in the series, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my dad. Andrew Downs was born in 1950 in Handsworth, Birmingham, into a musical family. His mother was a fine singer, his father a professional horn player and later head of orchestral studies at the Birmingham Conservatoire. And his uncle was principal violist of the Philharmonia Orchestra. Andrew learnt the horn and piano and sang with the Midland Boys Singers, where he was introduced to a rich diet of plain song and renaissance polyphony, which has had a profound effect on his composition. He won a choral scholarship to St John's College, Cambridge, where he read music and went on to study singing and composition with Herbert Howells at the Royal College of Music. He continued to sing for a few years as a soloist, most notably on German radio with Dietrich fischer dieskau as well as teaching music in secondary schools, before getting a position at Birmingham School of Music, now the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire, as a theory teacher with the long-term project of developing composition. During his 30 years at the Conservatoire, he founded the School of Composition and Creative Studies, becoming a professor in 1992. As part of his job, he forged links between the Conservatoire and the University of Burdwan in Eastern India, and his music became influenced by Indian raga. The violin sonata and oboe sonatas have been described as having a strong Indian flavour. Andrew's music has also been influenced by African multi-time, Pueblo Indian music and culture, as well as Jewish modality. His music is instantly appealing and full of melodies. It is almost as though he flies through the air in his music, escaping from his restricted body. Sadly, Andrew fell and broke his back in October 2009 and has since had to be in a wheelchair. He is the most positive person I know, however. I am now going to play you his immensely uplifting concert overture, Towards a New Age, commissioned by the Institute of Mechanical Engineers in celebration of the 150th anniversary of its foundation. The world premiere was given by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Andrew Constantine on January 28, 1997, in Symphony Hall, Birmingham. Here is Andrew to tell us about his compositional process of this work.
1: I tried to conjure up the sound of machinery in Towards a New Age by using crossover rhythms in the percussion and then in the strings played percussively. I learned to do this by putting together different times played concurrently, like African drumming and medieval European music. It took about six months to compose this piece. My method of composing uh, tends to change uh, sometimes, but usually uh, I start with some improvisation on on the keyboard uh, and then develop melodies and ideas, rhythmic ideas, out of what has already come. it's, it's a gradual evolution of, of sound, a bit like uh, happens in Sibelius uh, music. I don't mean the Sibelius seven or anything, I mean the, Sibelius, the composer Sibelius. I don't tend to have uh, a big picture in mind to start with, but let it grow rather like a plant or a tree, uh, where you get a big central branch, and then you get lots of little branches coming off it, and little branches coming off those it becomes quite a complex uh, whole in the end. It felt amazing to have a piece uh, performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. In fact, it was terrifying because on the day of the performance, uh, and please bear in mind this was uh, the first time I'd ever written on a computer, so I had no idea what would come out in the parts, uh, and I had checked them, but you know, you, you can make mistakes when you're checking. Anyway, on the day, uh, the Royal Philharmonic only rehearsed the piece at 6 o'clock on, on the day uh, when they were first performing it at 7.30. So, it was terrifying. There would have been no way I could put the part right easily in, in the small time allowed in the rehearsal. On the other hand, it was incredibly exciting. Uh, The first time they played it, it wasn't very good at all, and I thought, oh, God, there must be loads of mistakes here. But then uh, the second time it sounded something like the the original, and the conductor uh, said, oh, well, I think think that'll do. We we won't play it again. In the performance, it was stupendous. They were wonderful players, and uh, I can't thank them enough for such a great performance.
0: This performance is by the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by Andrej Vrabek. how a piece of music can transport you back to an exact time and location. I was at that premiere in Symphony Hall, Birmingham. I was 18 at the time and I took along my friends from my music A-level group. It also happened to coincide with the time when our French exchange partners were staying so we brought them along too. I was very proud that my dad was having a piece done in Symphony Hall in Birmingham performed by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra so it was a very exciting evening for us all. The recording you just heard of the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra under Andre Vrabek is part of a CD recording of Andrew Downs' Symphonies and Overtures released by Artismon label in 2016. This can be purchased on andrewdowns.com. Another momentous occasion for our family was the premiere of The Marshes of Glynn in 1986. To round off our first podcast, I would like to play you the first movement of this premiere. The Marshes of Glynn is a cantata for tenor solo, SATB choir and symphony orchestra. It is a setting of the poem by Sidney Lanier, commissioned by Birmingham Conservatoire to commemorate the royal opening of the Adrian Bolt Concert Hall in 1986. In my opinion, it is an utter tragedy that this building has already been demolished. Anyway, I was only six at the time and went along to the second performance because I don't think children were allowed at the first performance. I remember enjoying running up and down the brand new wheelchair ramps in the foyer and sliding down the stair banisters. Here are Andrew Down's memories of the first performances.
1: The Marshes of Glynn was written for the royal opening of the new Adrian Bolt Hall in Birmingham, UK. The problem is Birmingham is a constant building site and the Adrian Bolt Hall, a very beautiful 500 seat concert hall, just after 33 years, been demolished. The Marshes of Glynn was at that time my largest work. Uh, I'd written previously symphonies numbers 1 and 2, but The Marshes of Glynn contains, as well as a large orchestra, a big tenor solo part and a full eight part chorus. The inspiration for the Marshes of Glynn was that while living in a bustling, noisy and traffic and concrete ridden metropolis, one needed to imagine uh, a complete contrast in order to retain some semblance of serenity and calm. I chose a wonderful 19th century American poem by Sidney Lanier. It describes an area of marshland between woodland and the sea. It is a wonderful poem. The rehearsals went beautifully and I was pleased right from the start with how well my imagined sound and the actual sound matched each other. I had chosen John Mitchinson as a soloist because I'd greatly admired him almost as a hero since my time as a choral scholar at St John's College Cambridge. As a group of friends We went to Covent Garden to see John as Peter Grimes. He was just amazing, and at my suggestion, all those years later, we managed to get him to teach at the Birmingham School of Music. The day before the performance, John got a very nasty cold. He thought he might not be able to sing. I was beside myself and thought I'd have to attempt the part myself. On the day of the event, luckily, John had recovered enough to do the performance. John was a wonderful, inspiring person to work with, very much larger than life, both physically and spiritually, highly encouraging and very, very funny. The performance was amazing and the conductor, Damien Cranmer, milked and inspired the maximum possible from all departments, soloist, chorus and orchestra the audience 530 strong was rapturous and the applause went on for seven or eight minutes i was so thrilled and there were many highly enthusiastic letters from audience members and some super reviews
0: here is the outstanding tenor john mitchinson with the birmingham conservatoire choir and symphony orchestra conducted by damian cramner in the presence of Her Royal Highness the Duchess of Gloucester at the premiere of The Marshes of Glyn by Andrew Downs. the rest of that work The Marshes of Glynn by Andrew Downs and you can purchase the LP, CD, WAV and MP3 files at andrewdowns.com You can also read Cynthia Downs' account of the premiere on her blog also at andrewdowns.com Well, that's it for now I really hope your appetite has been whetted for more music by Andrew Downs I have some fabulous guests lined up for interviews and we'll be back very soon Thank you and goodbye (音楽) Thank you.